Good day and welcome to July 22nd. We're on day 202. This is Bible in a Year with Bill. Today we're going to be continuing in Hosea. We're going to read chapters 5 to 8. And then we're going to finish up today's reading with the Song of Songs chapter 7. All right, let's get right into it now. The Book of Hosea, Chapter 5 Listen to this, priests. Attention, people of Israel. Royal family, all ears. You're in charge of justice around here. But what have you done? Exploited people at Mizpah, ripped them off on Tabor, victimized them at Shittim. I'm going to punish the lot of you. I know you, Ephraim, inside and out. Yes, Israel, I see right through you. Ephraim, you've played your sex and religion games long enough. All Israel is thoroughly polluted. They couldn't turn to God if they wanted to. Their evil life is a bad habit. Every breath they take is a whore's breath. They wouldn't recognize God if they saw me. Bloated by arrogance, big as a house, they're a public disgrace. The lot of them, Israel, Ephraim, Judah, lurching and weaving down their guilty streets. When they decide to get their lives together and go off looking for God once again, they'll find it's too late. I, God, will be long gone. They've played fast and loose with me for too long, filling the country with their bastard offspring. A plague of locusts will devastate their violated land. Blow the ram's horn, shofar, in Gibeah. The bugle in Ramah, signal the invasion of Sin City. Scare the daylights out of Benjamin. Ephraim will be left wasted, a lifeless moonscape. I'm telling it straight, the unvarnished truth to the tribes of Israel. Israel's rulers are crooks and thieves, cheating the people of their land. And I'm angry, good and angry. Every inch of their bodies is going to feel my anger. Brutal Ephraim is himself brutalized, a taste of his own medicine. He was so determined to do it his own worthless way. Therefore, I'm puss to Ephraim, dry rot in the house of Judah. When Ephraim saw he was sick and Judah saw his pus-filled sores, Ephraim went running to Assyria, went for help to the big king. But he can't heal you. He can't cure your oozing sores. I'm a grizzly charging Ephraim, a grizzly with cubs charging Judah. I'll rip them to pieces. Yes, I will. No one can stop me now. I'll drag them off. No one can help them. Then I'll go back to where I came from until they come to their senses." When they finally hit rock bottom, maybe they'll come looking for me. Hosea chapter 6 Come on, let's go back to God. He hurt us, but he'll heal us. He hit us hard, but he'll put us right again. In a couple of days, we'll feel better. By the third day, he'll have made us brand new, alive and on our feet, fit to face him. We're ready to study God, eager for God knowledge. As sure as dawn breaks, so sure is his daily arrival. He comes as rain comes, as spring rain refreshing the ground. What am I to do with you, Ephraim? What do I make of you, Judah? Your declarations of love last no longer than morning mist and pre-dawn dew. That's why I use prophets to shake you to attention, why my words cut you to the quick. To wake you up to my judgment blazing like light. I'm after love that lasts, not more religion. I want you to know God, not go to more prayer meetings. You broke the covenant just like Adam. You broke faith with me, ungrateful wretches. Gilead has become crime city. Blood on the sidewalks, blood on the streets. 
It used to be robbers who mugged pedestrians. Now it's gangs of priests assaulting worshippers on their way to Shechem. Nothing is sacred to them. I saw a shocking thing in the country of Israel. Ephraim worshipping in a religious whorehouse and Israel in the mud right there with him. You're as bad as the worst of them, Judah. You've been sowing wild oats. Now it's harvest time. Hosea chapter 7 Every time I gave Israel a fresh start, wiped the slate clean, and got them going again, Ephraim soon filled the slate with new sins, the treachery of Samara written out in bold print. Two-faced and double-tongued, they steal you blind, pick you clean. It never crosses their mind that I keep account of their every crime. They're mud-spattered head to toe with the residue of sin. I see who they are and what they've done. They entertain the king with their evil circus, delight the princes with their acrobatic lies. They're a bunch of overheated adulterers, like an oven that holds its heat from the kneading of the dough to the rising of the bread. On the royal holiday, the princes get drunk on wine and the frenzy of the mocking mob. They're like wood stoves, red hot with lust. Through the night their passion is banked. In the morning it blazes up, flames hungrily licking. Murderous and volcanic, they incinerate their rulers. Their kings fall one by one, and no one pays any attention to me. Ephraim mingles with the pagans, dissipating himself. Ephraim is half-baked. Strangers suck him dry, but he doesn't even notice. His hair has turned gray, he doesn't notice. Bloated by arrogance, big as a house, Israel's a public disgrace. Israel lumbers along, oblivious to God, despite all the signs, ignoring God. Ephraim is bird-brained, mindless, clueless, first chirping after Egypt, then fluttering after Assyria. I'll throw my net over them, I'll clip their wings, I'll teach them to mind me. Doom! They've run away from home. Now they're really in trouble. They've defied me. And I'm supposed to help them while they feed me a line of lies? Instead of crying out to me in heartfelt prayer, they whoop it up in bed with their whores, gash themselves bloody in their sex and religion orgies, but turn their backs on me. I'm the one who gave them good minds and healthy bodies, and how am I repaid? With evil scheming. They turn, but not to me. Turn here, then there, like a weather vane. Their rulers will be cut down, murdered, just deserts for their mocking blasphemies. And the final sentence? Ridicule in the court of world opinion. Hosea chapter 8 Blow the trumpet, sound the alarm. Vultures are circling over God's people who have broken my covenant and defied my revelation. Predictably, Israel cries out, My God, we know you! but they don't act like it. Israel will have nothing to do with what's good, and now the enemy is after them. They crown kings, but without asking me. They set up princes, but don't let me in on it. Instead, they make idols using silver and gold, idols that will be their ruin. Throw that gold calf god on the trash heap, Sam Samaria. I'm seething with anger against that rubbish. How long before they shape up? And they're Israelites. A sculptor made that thing. It's not God. That Samaritan calf will be broken to bits. Look at them planting wind seeds. They'll harvest tornadoes. Wheat with no head produces no flour. And even if it did, strangers would gulp it down. Israel is swallowed up and spit out. Among the pagans, they're a piece of junk. 
They trotted off to Assyria. Why, even wild donkeys stick to their own kind. But donkey Ephraim goes out and pays to get lovers. Now, because of their whoring life among the pagans, I'm going to gather them together and confront them. They're going to reap the consequences soon. Feel what it's like to be oppressed by the big king. Ephraim has built a lot of altars and then uses them for sinning. Can you believe it? Altars for sinning. I write out my revelation for them in detail, and they pretend they can't read it. They offer sacrifices to me, and then they feast on the meat. God is not pleased. I'm fed up. I'll keep remembering their guilt. I'll punish their sins and send them back to Egypt. Israel has forgotten his maker and gotten busy making palaces. Judah has gone in for a lot of fortress cities. I'm sending fire on their cities to burn down their fortifications. Song of Songs, Chapter 7 Shapely and graceful, your sandaled feet, and queenly your movement. Your limbs are lithe and elegant, the work of a master artist. Your body is a chalice, wine-filled. Your skin is silken and tawny, like a field of wheat touched by the breeze. Your breasts are like fawns, twins of a gazelle. Your neck is carved ivory, ivory curved and slender. Your eyes are wells of light, deep with mystery, quintessentially feminine. Your profile turns all heads, commanding attention. The feelings I get when I see the high mountain ranges, stirrings of desire, longings for the heights, remind me of you, and I'm spoiled for anyone else. Your beauty, within and without, is absolute. Dear lover, close companion, you are tall and supple like the palm tree, and your full breasts are like sweet clusters of dates. I say, I'm going to climb that palm tree. I'm going to caress its fruit. Oh yes, your breasts will be clusters of sweet fruit to me, your breath clean and cool like fresh mint, your tongue and lips like the best wine. The woman, yes, and yours are too. My love's kisses flow from his lips to mine. I am my lover's, I'm all he wants, I'm all the world to him. Come, dear lover, let's tramp through the countryside, let's sleep at some wayside inn. Then rise early and listen to birdsong, let's look for wildflowers in bloom, blackberry bushes blossoming white, fruit trees festooned with cascading flowers, and there I'll give myself to you, my love to your love. Love apples drench us with fragrance, fertility surrounds suffuses us. Fresh fruits fresh and preserved that I've kept and saved just for you, my love. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. I pray that you would bless the reading of it. And thank you, my friends, for joining me. I will see you tomorrow. Take care now.